Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report powered by CaliberVine. Today, I am joined by Eddie Clevett. She has her own podcast. This is a bit of a crossover episode. Eddie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast. Sure. So first of all, Kamala, I'm so happy to be on on your podcast. Thank you for having me as a guest. Thanks for being here. Yeah. And we had a fantastic conversation on my podcast, the System Simplified Podcast, where we talked about the importance of follow-up, the importance of processes and how follow-up in terms of um, having a a process for follow-up. And you shared some examples, which were great. And we're going to continue that conversation. So, but in terms of answering your question, what do we do? I'm a process consultant and myself, my team, we create, document and implement processes and procedures for small to medium sized businesses. I love it. And I think a lot of operations people listening, this is their wheelhouse. They love it too. But what we're going to give those people, the operational minded people, is a way to talk to creatives and convincing them that process is a good thing. So right now, creative people, we're actually talking to you and let's get your perspective on why they need those processes. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that I like to start with is the why and actually ask why processes are important. And if the creatives or the people you are asking do not have an answer, then start by asking specific questions. Like how, how is your onboarding? How is, can you cross a dual cross train? Like what happens if you want to take a vacation? Do you find yourself repeating and doing things over and over and over again that basically actually hurts your efficiency or your productivity as opposed to be able to be more concentrated more on the creativity, you know, by having well-documented processes and procedures that actually that you can duplicate. What about if you decide to sell your company one day, right? Or if you decide, if you're going to get promoted, if you're working somewhere in a company, what, what will happen to your work? How will you be able to pass it to someone else? So there are a lot of reasons why processes and procedures are important, but you have to start with asking that question. Yes, we call it the win the lottery folder uh, caliber mind is if you win the lottery, somebody is going to come take your place and we need to see what you do and be able to replicate it much better than my old boss who told me I needed to create the hit by a bus folder. So let's, let's I know that right? negativity a little bit, but it's not just, you know, it's not really just the hit by the bus. It's just like also looking at all the things that you do not necessarily like to do. So let's yeah. take an example. For instance, you are a creative, you do social media, you love the coming up with ideas of what we're going to post. You know, you already have in mind the pictures, the colors, the, the copy, whatever it is, but you still need to do those actions over and over in terms of whether it's going to be getting approval, getting approval with the team or getting approval from the client. It might be like the uploading itself. It might be the hiring of the photographer or the production team. All of those things are repetitive things that if you had a checklist or a specific process to follow, those will go so smooth that then you spend more time creating. 
Yes. And I've noticed, I'll use my own team as an example. If we decide to do a webinar and we don't give ourselves enough time or create a checklist to make sure we're hitting all the points, we forget things. We're rushed. It's all done at the last minute and it's not done as well as it could be. So giving yourself that space to plan is really good. Let's look through another example of mine. So this is a little bit embarrassing, but I lost my very first podcast guest and it was because I didn't have an ironed out process yet to send this person and they got uncomfortable and they wanted nothing to do with it. So, you know, hopefully if you start a podcast, your first guest is a little bit more forgiving, but the lack of process can really be a detriment. So are you better off scrambling every time trying to figure out how to handle things or is your time better spent trying to recruit people who are just of excellent quality to be on your podcast like where do you want to spend your time i love that absolutely okay so let's let's talk about the process you mentioned and i love this example the social media consultant who's really great at the creative but we have an approval process we need to go through what kind of systems do we need in place to do this? Or are there pretty low cost alternatives that anyone can do? That was a baited question. Yeah. Okay, well, I think, I think, you know, the answer to that is like, I'm not going to answer like a specific, I try not to be specific just for that example, because it really depends on our listeners, whatever mm -hmm. they are doing, whatever their profession is. Right. So I would answer it actually with a question. Mm -hmm. So people can actually figure out what they need to do. So take a look at all the things that you are doing that are repetitive, that you do over and over and over again. And that you might forget to do it or you might maybe you don't like to do it and you want to pass it to somebody else or that maybe you're not doing it as frequent so you forget how to do that i just just before the show i had i was on a phone with a client on a zoom call with a client and we decided we we're going to record a video for something that she actually does once a year but we're going to record that video for her future self a year from now so before she's going to go and do that process a year from now she's going to listen to what happened this year and how she did it so that way she doesn't have to reinvent the wheel and think oh how did i do it what did i do what's the next step but she will be able to learn and put it all together and then just be very efficient on how she does that. So I think that's an answer in terms of like the answer should come from each one of the people that are listening to us in terms of like, oh, I need to create, you decide what processes that you need to create a checklist or write or document it for, right? It doesn't have to be every single process, but you know what those are. Even how to schedule call with a customer or how to schedule a call with a client or let's say you are sending an update to a client what should that update include create a template and create instructions on how to fill out the template and then it's just fast and you know exactly what data you need where to find it etc and that will make your life easier so I love this for a lot of reasons. One, you're pointing out that it's not just the things that we're doing all the time. It's also the things we do every once in a while that I, we have a hard time remembering how to do. The other thing 
I'm hearing a little bit what I would like to kind of call out is a lot of times when we're hiring somebody who's new to our industry, our space, we assume a lot of, I don't know, in-house knowledge that we've acquired over the years is innate and just instinctual and it's not. And I've made that mistake myself. Mm-hmm. So I love that pointing out cataloging what we think are simple things, it could really help someone out when they're first starting in their career. Can you think of some examples of those? I know you mentioned scheduling. That's a great one. Yeah. So if somebody's just starting, you know, it would be good to actually get an overall orientation about the position. What is exactly the purpose? What's the mission of what you are doing? How are you measuring success? And here are some aspects on how you do that. And, you know, we're working with a client right now in the medical billing industry. I know it's not very creative, but it's still, you have to use you know, you have to use your judgment and you have to know things and be able to be very familiar in order to do a good job, right? Because you have to negotiate, etc. But there are some very basic things like definitions. What technology are we using? How do you use that technology? What is a day? What does the day look like? What is your ch- basically the checklist for the day? What is a routine, etc.? So then you can actually learn the art of negotiation, if you would, you know, learn how to differentiate between the different insurances and and so on. But you at least have the framework in place. And I love how you're pointing out that self-awareness does play play a part here because we tend to avoid the things we don't like doing and that can be problematic. So when you're asking yourself what kind of system you need, maybe you do well with email reminders or maybe you need a pop-up or maybe you need the ability to send drafts and have people comment on them. Like all of these things need to be taken into consideration. As a consultant at heart, I really like your it depends. But it does, you know, it is, there is no black and white. And that is the thing is, I think that prevents creative people from wanting to even consider systems and processes is because they feel like it's black and white. There is no other way. And that's the way it is. So I don't necessarily think so. You know, of course, you know, if you were an engineering firm and there are very specific ways of how you're going to go from point A to point B and everything has to be documented, it's different. You know, if you are, let's say, working in a bank, although we did document the processes and procedures for a bank, and I thought that they would have everything the same, but it's still, you know, there are different tellers that are doing things differently, but there is, there are definitely regulated procedures and there should be documented and should be the same, right? But the more creative the activity, the less It has to be that way, right? But the point is document what works for you. It doesn't mean that what works for you works for another marketing agency, right? Or for another marketing department in a similar or, or a little bit different company. So it's whatever works for you. You create your own systems for your own benefit. And I think if you look at it from that viewpoint where it's not forced, it will be easier to do. And it's interesting because I see creative people put processes in place and not even realize that's what they're doing. So, for example, style guidelines, brand guidelines, messaging framework, all of these things are providing a guardrails for other people to use as they're developing something. 
And then also I've noticed in my career, especially when I was in sales operations, you really had to start with what's in it for them. So if you want to put a process in place, how are they going to benefit? Because their first reaction is going to be, that's going to take me so much time. I have to think this through. It's, it's, it's a lot of work, but if you can figure out how long they're spending on something today and how much time you could shave off, argument over. What other ways do you see data coming into this to help kind of motivate people? Well, it's of course, you know, first of all, I want to definitely, um, I agree with you in terms of like, this is the number one thing that we do when we go into companies is asking what is it in it for them and do a survey and really get the buy-in because you know your pain points, you know where you're losing clients or you know where you're not actually, um, you know, getting the deadline, the, you know, the deadlines or the due dates accomplished for your department. So what is in it for you? If we actually had, if you had well-documented processes and procedures that will make things more efficient, what is the return on investment? Like, how do you measure it? And that will be the data point, right? And it might be shorter time, shorter times of presenting a final project to a client or presenting the first draft for approval, right? It can be ability to take on more clients. It can be uh, more referrals that you are getting. It might be, you know, reviews that you are getting. So it really depends. Like those, those are all data points that can come in because you are more efficient. And of course, profitability, because if it takes you less time to, to complete a project because you're very well organized, then the profitability for that project will be much higher. I'm so glad that you stuck on this vein because it's bringing to mind all of these things that happen in operations where the operations professional would develop this beautiful process that nobody adopted because they didn't understand why it was important to them. So we are emotional decision makers and even though we're using data here, we're showing them how much time they could save and spend on something that they enjoy more. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on there before we move on? No, I think, I think we touched on the major points in terms of like making it really your own. Like why ask yourself, how could that help me? And I also, you know, I interviewed many marketing professionals, whether they had their own agency or they are part of a marketing group. And the most successful ones, the ones that were able to scale their operations, the ones that were able to utilize their creativity to the most, basically, were those that were organized and had processes and were really big advocates of process and process improvement. So it does work. And my suggestion would be to look at people that are successful, look at people that can service many clients. Look at people that are profitable in this industry. What do they have in common? And then answer for yourself, would it be part of it? Would be good documented processes and procedures that are being followed? Yes. And that even applies, well, it especially applies to people as they climb on the executive ladder because you never have less things to do. You always have more things to do. And it's a matter of aligning your priorities with the key stakeholders, whether that's the board, investors, what have you, and then thinking through processes that help eliminate waste and help you focus on what matters most. That's Um, exactly right. I love it. I love it. Does data play a role into processes? I know we talked about time savings and selling this. Are there other aspects we should be looking at as we put a process in place? 
Yeah, I mean, the processes should be attached to a KPI, a metric, a success indicator. And then you can evaluate whether the process is working or not, you know, and it can be like also evaluating for using data. Where do you have bottlenecks? Where do you actually need more people? Or maybe you're overstaffed in some areas. Where are you spending a lot of your time that you should actually consider automating those tasks, right? I mean, if you write a process and you have multiple points of data entry, then it's really like you should look at automating it and making sure that it's not you're not wasting time on unnecessary actions. I love that. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I think it's really it's really again, it's looking around and looking at the importance of processes. Every successful project that you have done in the past, take a look at it and were you was it some kind of a systematization, right? Was there some something there that was repetitive? And we all have processes. When we wake up in the morning, there is a process, there is a routine. I don't think that, I mean, the majority of us at least, they don't do something different every single morning, right? I mean, you have your way of making your coffee. You have your way of making your bed. You know, there is a certain time that you leave the house or if you work from home, there is a certain time where you sit in front of your computer, you know, you turn it on, you turn the camera, you do whatever. Those are all processes that the list we keep in our heads and the more they are documented, you can give it to somebody else to do, but you also can ensure the success that is actually working. Ah, oh, I love all of it. Eddie, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find you online to network? You know, LinkedIn is great. So it's Adi, A-D-I, and my last name is Klevit, K-L-E, V as in Victor, I-T, so Adi Klevit. Look me up on LinkedIn and send me a message. I will be very happy to talk to you. And for those of you enjoying the show, please rate, review, subscribe, tell two friends. And if you're looking for more great content like this, check out calvermind.com.